Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Man of the Post podcast. I am Ross Bell and I will be your main host tonight. Uh, joining me as always, Colin, Greg, James, Adam and Tom. Hello there. Hello. All right. uh, so the week that England put themselves a nice little short trip to Brazil. Let's uh, start with that game, shall we? England beats the might of Poland. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I, I was going to say, I, I did... I was supposed to be supposed to watch this, but I had to go to work in the end. And then they had it on. I did finish it. He said you could finish at eight o'clock. And I went down and had a, t- a big TV. I've got nice drinks and stuff ready. Got like a bit of food from the kitchen. And the fucking thing didn't work. <laughs> um, it was all skippy, and it was all skippy. So I could, it was hardly flowing. I couldn't really tell what was going on apart from that we were pounding them at the start. Really, just having, having most of the chances. Uh, and Chesney doing very well in goal. Mm. Um, I'd missed the first goal. We could probably cut, copy and paste the, the stuff we said about the, the Ukraine. <laughs> fair. Fairly standard then. It was yeah, it was job done, good performance. I thought. Yeah. Some things were saying uh, there was a Lewandowski had a couple of chances, and there was times when obviously people wanted to be hypercritical. They're saying, "Well, better teams will punish you in that situation," but. <laughs> Better teams were still going to have good strikers, probably of the quality of Lewandowski. He's <laughs> not the same player he is for the country, though, as he is for club. And they, they came up with the stat that he's only scored three goals in this qualification, and two of them are against San Marino. Hmm. Well, he has a lot better players around him, doesn't he, at Dortmund? Some of them are the same players. Well, yeah, a couple of them. <coughs> well, what do you think to all those Poland fans, eh? All them Polish. 20,000. Are we going to have an Adrian Charles moment here, Ross? <laughs> need to be careful. No, I just thought it was ridiculous that the media made such a big deal about it. And it was the right thing to do because they were the tickets went on, on general sale, mm. so anyone could go. And was it better to have all of the Polish people sat together safely, or out, possible outbreaks in the stands where you've got Polish fans sat amongst English fans? Yeah, exactly. It's just a, such a non-story. People moaning about them being in this country and stuff. People saying, oh, booing the National Anthem if you don't like it, go home. Well, they're here doing jobs that you're too lazy to do. So just shut up and get on with it. I don't mind that. Well, what about Roy Hodgson's uh, little joke? Oh, for fuck that. <laughs> Another non-story. Unbelievable. It's it's crazy. You get you get to the World Cup. Job done. He's done, he's done what he's, he's done what he's meant to do. Yeah. He's done it in the last two games to start with five, uh, six. I can't count six. <laughs> <laughs> My head doesn't work. Six goals in two games uh, and quite a two good, <laughs> yeah, two good performances. Um, and 
we've got to the World Cup, we've got to that stage, and what's the first thing that you hear in the news? Yeah, there's the main Straight headline away, coming out of it. Someone trying to unsettle the camp again. It's Gary Neville, wasn't it? Frank, bloody Frank Lampard. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Greg, who was it? Um, well, a lot of people were having to go at Ashley Cole. Yeah, that was brilliant. Because he, he was at home. <laughs> Did you see him doing anything bad happens? Hashtag blame Ash. Yeah. No, he's taking it well. Colin? But in all seriousness, I think it was Lampard. Uh, I think it was Lambert as well. <laughs> Colin, you must say Gary Neville, should I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it is a little bit worrying that you've got a sort of a mole in the camp. Mm. Um, but it, it could be anybody. It could be a press officer or anybody. That, there's probably well, maybe, all sorts. Maybe Danny Welbeck's been sort of masquerading as a footballer for all these years, and he's actually a, he's actually not a footballer at all. He's just a spy for the media. <laughs> I think it's very unlikely that the press officer leaked this story. <laughs> is that they're doing the very opposite of their job? <laughs> well, you mentioned Danny Welbeck there, Tom. He had a great game, didn't he? He really had his shooting boots on first half. Well, has he ever had his shooting boots on? <laughs> I don't know how he's still getting in that team. To be fair, he probably, probably th- seems to like him quite a lot. Mm. I, th- I think he contributes quite a lot, and he's also he was also putting a shift for the team, playing left wing. Yeah, but um, you've got to think if if Oxley Chamberlain and Walcott are fit, then he shouldn't be in the starting lineup. Mm. I'd agree. Well. You could argue that Walcott doesn't really play on the left, and neither does Oxley change yeah. so, I still think I still think he he would be in for a shout. Even if, if, if Welbeck had his shooting boots on, then we we'd win most games like ten nil. Because <laughs> the reassuring thing is that he gets in position. All the chances felt him. The only problem is is when he gets in these positions, he acts like a newborn horse and over <laughs> the ball and falls over. Well, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I was when I was watching the game, I was, I was getting obviously there was a lot of riding on it. I, it, was, it was quite tense, but I did, I, I did have those feelings of, of, of frustration when you had those problems. But I did feel that as soon as the ball felt one of those chances fell to Rooney instead of Sturridge or Welbeck, that it was going to get put away. Mm. Yeah, he, he's, he's a player for the big game, isn't he? I, I had every confidence that the game. The game was heading the right way. It just needed one of them to fall to Rooney. And as soon as it did, the first first opportunity he had, he, he pulled it away comfortably. Yeah, Rooney opened the score and Gerard sealed it at the 88th minute. So England are on their way to Brazil. Uh, some other home nations aren't going to Brazil. But well done, Scotland. You beat Croatia, home and away in this qualifying campaign. Not bad. It's only a training session. Yeah. <laughs> Forced the manager to resign. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's mission accomplished. Was, apparently, apparently, losing to Scotland is so humiliating. <laughs> Twice. That he had to offer his resignation immediately. That's what <laughs> That's what he said. That is, <laughs> Did he say, like, that's the level they fall into. <laughs> uh, Wales got a draw away at Belgium. And Republic of Ireland managed to beat Kazakhstan 3-1 at home. Uh, Northern Ireland got a one-all draw away at Israel. That's not a bad result for them. Yeah, but it's a, you've got a lot, a lot of nothing results where you've got teams with nothing to play for. You look at that Belgium result. Yeah, they were already qualified. There was nothing in it for them. No, not. At and all. they knew I'd bet on them. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you, you're taking in Ramsey in this kind of form. What are you mental? 
Yeah, I also took in a big Armenian team against Italy that uh, that began. Yeah. Yeah, all those famous players that have come from Armenian. <laughs> There's only one, we can't say his name, so. I think Greg's, Greg's got had a pretty good go at it last time, didn't he? <laughs> no, he referred to him as the Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> and as he shall be known from now on. Uh, Germany-Sweden was a great game. 5-3. After their four-all draw earlier in the campaign. Yeah, there's goals in that game, isn't there? You want that? That's, that needs to be the World Cup final. <laughs> That'd be amazing if that was World Cup final in Brazil. Can it be, uh, I suppose the other story for the week is that England won't be seeded. Yeah, so they'll be what the sec- one of the second teams. Yeah. Temp- yeah, so they'll be in the second part. So who are the seeded teams for the World Cup? Uh, Colombia. It's, it's not fully decided yet because because it seems like it's strange because Uruguay haven't qualified yet. Mm. They're not a seeded team, but if they do qualify, they will be seeded. That seems wrong to me. What, they have to go for a playoff against like Panama? Yeah, and they're playing Jordan. Or Lebanon, something like that. Yeah, so I think it's wrong that Belgium are seeded, considering they haven't even qualified for the last two. Holland aren't seeded. Holland, I don't think. Or, or can they if they win something? Is there <laughs> another, another team that can sneak into it? I don't think anyone understands FIFA, do they? It shows just how short the um, how short a period the rankings are done over because um, mm. Colombia, Colombia are going to be seeded. Belgium are going to be seeded. Yeah. Um, Let's get in Colombia's group. <laughs> they're good size. Does it really matter? No. Well, I, I think the fact that England aren't seeded isn't really a huge problem. I think there's only no. there's there's four four teams there who I think who are seeded who would, you'd really want to avoid. Well, Italy um, aren't seeded either, but uh, Switzerland are. Well, uh, yeah, it's exactly it. So, if you look at it, that. Um, there's four of them. Obviously, like a, so it'd be Germany, Argentina, Brazil, and Spain would be the four in the second part. You'd want to avoid those four. Yeah. But there's every chance that England would be in if England were in the first part. But they could then have teams who like France, Italy, yeah, Portugal. There's there's just as much danger of getting a good team out of the second part as there is of getting. Mm. A good team at the first point, it seems. Yeah, I don't think it, there's much benefit to being seeded with the, the strength of some of the teams in that second part. There's, there's quite a few potential group of deaths. Yeah, there really is. So just... I think... this, this year, they're having to, like in 2006, they're going to have to do a special pot. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, going <laughs> somewhere. They're, not, they're not sure yet, are they? they need to wait there's not enough European part. sides that are going to be seeded first, especially if Holland or seeded in the in the first bit of the draw and second bit. It's all very complicated. <laughs> Madness. I think as long as it makes it I think I think the idea behind it with the FIFA ranking system is that it's going to make the group stages more exciting. Rather than being pretty predictable that the top seeds are always going to go through. Yeah. Uh should we move on to the Premier League? Okay. <laughs> Everyone sounds thrilled that it's returned. I'll be a little bit more enthusiastic. <laughs> yes, please, Russ. Uh, let's start at the top. Arsenal dispatched Norwich. Whoa. 4-1. A couple of nice goals in this game, apparently. That's got to be the best goal. <laughs> Jack Wilshers. I've seen in a long while. That was beautiful. Mm. It's it the was... best ball I've seen in England this week. It was <laughs> when he side-footed it and the... Oh. <laughs> watched it over and over and over again. Did you know, actually, I saw this, it was actually up on Pornhub 
recently. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you yeah, went it, searching for Arsenal. On the was, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently on Pornhub, there was the uh, the Arsenal Jack Wilshere goal had <laughs> been uploaded. Um, yeah, well, that's all I've seen of it. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> it was brilliant, but it it has a a, a huge degree of luck to it. Though the two consecutive flicks between off their yeah. heel between mm-hmm. Wilshire and Giroud, they could go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of like um, Bergkamp's goal against Newcastle. That flick could have gone wrong, but they they did it. They pulled it off. It's like with every shot you take, it could go wrong. That's true. Like, oh, yeah. it is, if this is very much a case of you, they try that a hundred times, it might happen once, but yeah. the, that's the one time it has happened, and it is brilliant. And it looked beautiful. Yeah. Two guys he, per- he did. He timed his run perfectly as well. Coming up, stayed stayed onside. Knew that that was going to happen, and just got there perfectly on time. Defense were nowhere to be seen, and Roddy's getting nowhere near that either. <laughs> no, he's not, was he? I mean, it will finish a lovely second to Leighton Baines' free kick at the end of the season. <laughs> the, the way I describe that goal is that if it had been scored by Barcelona or say Real Madrid with link-up play between. Bale and Ronaldo, it'd be called the goal of all time or something like that. But the fact that it's Arsenal, we're just saying, yeah, well, it's a good goal, but maybe a bit fluky. You know what I mean? We play <laughs> well, it down the, too much. The, the, probably, the, probably the difference is that Barcelona probably score about five of those every season. <laughs> oh, do they now? <laughs> <laughs> but who against? It was scored, well, Arsenal scored against Norwich, so come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fair point. Two goals for Mesut Ozil and another one for Ramsey. Uh, with... I've, we, I remember everyone saying at the start of the season they do not need midfield, <laughs> but I, that midfield is just yeah. It's, everyone knew it was going to be incre- it was incredible. Everyone was wondering where the goals were going to come from. Yeah. But Ram, Ramsey, Ozil, Wilshire having no three in the team at the moment is just ridiculous, and providing Giroud with as well. Yeah. He's perfect. I, I think I think the best thing for Arsenal this week was the, the return of Sandy Gazzola. Yes. And um, I think he brought, managed to bring a bit of freshness that a lot of teams struggled with over the in, with the international break. Yeah, yeah, he had to play an hour as well, didn't he? Because it was job time um, by then. Yeah, so he, he's, he managed to, to bring that back. As much as he was coming back from injury, he was coming back against players who played international football. He's been tra- a lot of travelling, perhaps. And... Um, I think that he was an important ingredient in the match for them. Yeah. Uh, well, now second in the Premier League table was Chelsea, who had uh, quite an entertaining game. Lots of incidents in this. Uh, let's start off with the uh, the Samueletto kicking the ball out of Marshall's hands. Well, uh, should have been booked. Is it? Well, yeah. They said he he dropped the ball. He clearly didn't drop the ball, did he? He was balancing the ball. Yeah. And if you bounce, you're allowed to bounce the ball. You're not allowed to kick it yeah. when they're doing that. Like Malcolm McCoy said, why would you bounce? Why would you drop it when Eto stood right next to you? I mean, footballers aren't the cleverest bunch, so <laughs> I'm not sure what sort of defence that is. Eto almost oh. fucked it up, though, didn't he? But w- it would it not have been a penalty if he fucked it up? Well, yeah, up. yeah. Medal took him out quite uh, with a, a full-on body check, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not being funny though, but David Marshall. If he's a goalkeeper, he didn't know the rules either. <laughs> because if he knew that that was a foul, he should have been in the referee's face. But yeah, he, no, he just stood there like a pudding, <laughs> thinking, "All oh, right, well, fair enough. Then it's a goal. What a mistake I made." Why is he doing that? I think he was probably a bit lucky to still be on the pitch at that point. Anyway, after handballing it outside the box. 
Well, do you think that was yes. such a marginal yes. call, though? Yeah. Is it possible to? I, I, I can't remember whether the line, who the line belongs to. Well, he, um, he was outside the box, wasn't he? And he jumped. And he called it in midair, and then as yeah, he was inside the box, into his body. So there's every chance that a little bit of that ball was breaking the plane of the area. It's whether it has the line belongs to the to the goalkeeper or not. Yeah. Which I have to be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure of. Some very odd decisions. Uh, Jose Marino sent off for moaning about time wasting. Just, just on this, by the way, does just will Jose Mourinho get any sort of punishment for being sent to the stands, or is that it? It's I just... don't know. It was nice that he took it like a man, though, and came out and gave the press interviews afterwards. <laughs> Didn't go and have a little self. Busy afternoon oh. for Steve Holland, wasn't it? I'll be honest with you, I, I'm livid about that because I think it's an absolute travesty that he was sent to the stands. Because the thing is, Cardiff... They were time-wasting. They were time-wasting. Ivanovic has got the ball for like, what, two, three seconds or whatever. The referee's going, come on, come on, yeah. play it, play it. Obviously, <laughs> Jose sees this, he goes nuts, right? He doesn't even go that crazy, to be honest. Um, not for Jose, anyway. Not for him, anyway. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly Ross. And then referee comes across and it's like, yeah, you're off. I don't know if he said something or something like that. But that's just crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? And I feel really bad for Mourinho. I mean, especially if he gets any sort of retrospective punishment for that. Good afternoon for the lad he went and sat next to, though. Well, it's the, the thing about the rule, the rights and wrongs of whether the decision was right, but it's ridiculous. And what sort of punishment is having to sit two rows further back? <laughs> yeah. Just shout a bit louder, the players can still hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really an issue. But he was moved on, wasn't he? He was with his staff at first, and then obviously someone said, "Oi, oi, oi! You've got to go with the the, the cheap seats. Go with the so fans. Went, cheap went, seats." He went two rows further, even even more. So instead of being two rows back, he's now four rows back. Yeah, my favourite one of those is still Arsene Wenger sent off at Old Trafford, just standing above the dugouts with his arms outstretched like some sort of Jesus. That was great. That was amazing. But but to be fair to Josie, another thing that I did like. There were no mobile phones. There was no headsets with microphones. He just stood there in his scarf and he was just like, yeah, whatever. You know. So I think next time that happens, if I, I want to wait till a Premier League manager gets sent off and it's, to be able to communicate with their players, they just take over the Tannoy system of the stadium. <laughs> well, it was a good, nice finish for Meto in this, but Oscar with the, the goal of the game. Okay, third in the table now, uh, Liverpool. A 2-2 draw away at Newcastle. So it's quite an entertaining game from what match of the day showed anyway. Lots of I watched, game. Yeah, I watched the game. Lots of highlights. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a good game. I it does annoy me a little bit that it seems that they put that the Liverpool and Newcastle was always on TV just because once there was a four four draw. <laughs> yeah, about fourteen years ago. It's like, like, well, that, that might, that's always going to happen, so we'll just carry on on TV. Yeah. It was a lovely goal from uh, Yaron Kabai, though. That was the goal of the weekend for me. I'd love to see a long, long strike like that. Just a chance of us. Yeah, but you've got to take your chance, haven't you? Although Mignolet should have done a lot better. Mignolet? Am I saying that A lot time? better. I, can't, I, I could... thought he should have done better. He reacted very late to it, but from the views that they showed from behind the goal, it didn't look like he was particularly... Unsighted. No. This seems like you just had a moment. Yeah, I thought that's going to come at me. Oh shit, actually, that's moving a bit faster than I thought. Oh, it's gone in. <laughs> <laughs> Another goal for Danny Sturridge and 
two in a week for Steven Gerrard, one from the penalty spot. The guy who's called for Newcastle didn't even have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, dumb it, dumb it. Who's he? <laughs> he came on because um, after the red card. Yes. And um, just happened to find himself at the back post for a tapping. <laughs> I'm assuming he's not French. No, he was the first Englishman in, in uh, first non-Frenchman even in twelve goals to score for Newcastle. <laughs> Rattled over. Wow. <laughs> on on this game, uh, you you made a fab- fantastic tweet, or or it was a retweet, um, because this game the penalty saw Gerard get his hundredth goal in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And I think your tweet was something along the lines of, "Yeah, that's exactly what Frank Lampard did in two thousand and eight," which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, but was, hey, hey, I'm not taking it away from Stephen Gerrard. Brilliant. It is, a, it is a major achievement for a midfielder to get 100 goals in the Premier League. But another caveat to that is I saw another stat say that 20 of them are penalties. Doesn't matter. I imagine more of Lampard's 100 and whatever are penalties, though. But 100 and whatever is, your point, is my point there, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? How quick forgotten that total? It was a record last season and we all knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, down to fourth place now, Man City. And uh, quite a convincing 3-1 win away at West Ham. Yeah, I enjoyed watching this. <laughs> I saw most of the first half where it's going to work. And even with West Ham's six men in midfield, Man City were just knocking it around them with ease. Aguero, um, sorry, Torre was just absolutely bullying Kevin Nolan. You can get anywhere near him. You can have six men in midfield all you want, but if you can't get any pressure on the ball... yeah. Then what's the point? Uh, but the the dummy by Negredo for the first Aguero goal was some of the beauty just walked just walked right past the ball and all the West Ham defenders stopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, simple minds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Tompkins couldn't really keep up with that. But um, yeah, Aguero was fantastic in the game, I thought. Considering we talk about the the freshness and the travelling from someone who has must have travelled nearly all the way around the world in the last week. Yeah, and that to end up at West Ham. <laughs> well, they had fantastic chances. You're just a shit Carlo. <laughs> 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 all right, Greg. We've not heard much from you. Tell us about uh, Man United one, Southampton one. I I didn't watch this game oh. today. It's the only one I missed, unfortunately. So. <laughs> Convenient. We'll have to move on. <laughs> One more drop points from Man United, though. Eighth place. Southampton still going strong. Uh, fifth place on 15 points. They haven't played anyone good yet, though, have they? Man United aren't that good anymore. <laughs> Southampton have had three defeats in the last 20 matches in all competitions. I think this is always going to be a tough one for Man U. They've, um, they've only conceded three goals this season, and the, the stat on match of the day was that they, by this point last season, they conceded twenty-four. <laughs> now I potentially might have to still a long time to go, but eat some humble pie because I remember at the beginning of the season, Ross, you asked for predi- predictions on who would finish top of the Premier League. Mm. Um, I said Manchester United. <laughs> um, 8th place, 11 points. 
it's not great, is it? Um, I, I do honestly believe that Manchester United will be okay. I do think they'll make the top four. Um, I still think they've got the best striker in the league in Robin van Persie. But it's it's not a great start at all, is it, this? No, not at all. And uh... take Take out Rooney as well, who's been great for Manchester United this season. Yeah, he's... Yeah. I've Adam Lallana's 89th minute equaliser ruined uh, Tom's accumulator this week. Is that a real-life accumulator? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to conceding goals in, a, in stoppage time to ruin an accumulator, but, but when it's Southampton... <laughs> Just hurts that a little bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if only Ricky Lambert had scored it. <laughs> How did uh, England prospect Janisai play? Uh, he got himself booked. Oh, good. That's what we want to see. Didn't didn't really see much else from him on the highlights. Same, that was all I managed to see of the game. Oh, get him on, get him on the plane then. May I give you a six oh six update? <laughs> um, it wouldn't be a podcast without one. Colin. Well, Moyes' position is is in danger. Um, some of the Manchester no, United. Not. <laughs> I, I can only say what the people say on 606 and some of them want him out. People um, are idiots though. They're listening <laughs> to the people. He'll get a whole season even if they finish 15th. Yeah. yeah I, I completely agree. Um, and, and, peop, and the Manchester United fans, a lot of them have short memories. I, I remember Alex Ferguson, Ferguson was being, almost sacked, wasn't he? Very, very close to being sacked. Um, I remember him being pretty shocking in Scotland as well before he sort of made it at Aberdeen. But um, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's football history. Oh, okay. So um, the, the six oh six podcast is that labelled under comedy on iTunes or is that in? I don't know. I just subscribed to it about three years ago and it keeps popping. Up. <laughs> um, An unwanted guest. This this weekend was with uh, Jason Roberts and Darren Fletcher. Jason um, Roberts, he's had a good week, hasn't he? So even Robbie Savage has said oh, you know you can't. though I think Robbie Savage has done Kilimanjaro hasn't he recently for charity but he didn't make that did he he had to go to hospital or something he didn't make it <laughs> really um, yeah even Chris Evans, Chris Evans Chris Moyles managed to climb up Kilimanjaro yeah not professional footballer Robbie Savage oh well uh, let's move on Everton another win seventh in the table Just keep on going uh, Tom and Greg you weren't particularly happy with Everton winning this game were you should they not have won? They shouldn't have won. No. <laughs> if what the first goal shouldn't have counted, and then and then Gareth Barry just completely lied about it on national television. You can <laughs> see him lip reading. I touched it. Yeah. <laughs> and then reading, and the pre-match interview said, oh, "I didn't touch it. Definitely didn't touch it." <laughs> and then he shouldn't have been on the pitch anyway because he should have been sent off twice. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if, and then it, the first tackle wasn't great, but then he's managed to outdo himself. <laughs> and put an even more dangerous tackle out the bag and they were lucky and I feel sorry for Hull and I feel sorry for Steve Bruce which is I don't, is that I don't really it would, t- it would have to take something ridiculous for me to feel sorry for <laughs> Steve Bruce and, and Bain got told what for by that um, Aluko who had beaten of him for most of the afternoon any rebuttal Adam? Well, three points, isn't it? <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't think there was there was much in the first challenge from Barry. I didn't, especially didn't even think that was a 
I think perhaps he should have been sent off by I didn't I maybe for two yellow cards. I thought the second one his he his foot rolls over the top of the ball. I don't think he goes in over the top of it. But I, I still I still see the the point that he he should have seen a red card hmm. in some way or another in that game. Well, Pinar scored what ten seconds after coming off the bench. Wow, that that really confused um, Merson on um, Soccer Saturday. <laughs> really? Where he said about he went he he's only been on the pitch like six, seven, ten seconds. <laughs> Uh, it turned out it had been 24. They timed it afterwards. But, yeah. Well, the BBC are writing their reports off the back of Paul Merson live updates then, according to that. Uh, my favourite bit about that is they didn't show much today. Is Behind the goal, you know how like some of the supporters had, dra- uh, had some flags draped? Mm. And you know how like um, some in some places they um, will take them before the game and then like they'll go and um, officials will drape them from the club for them? Yeah. Around the, the stadium, and um, Pinar from the substitute bench said he'd seen one of them was upside down. It had been annoying him the whole game. <laughs> so as soon as he scored, he jumped over and turned it the right way around. <laughs> a bit of OCD. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. We don't really need to talk about Stoke West Brom. That finished nil nil, um, as you would have imagined. Sessegnon did everything he could to make sure West Brom didn't win that game, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> proving to be an inspired signing. Uh, Sessegnon's former club, Sunderland, new manager, same result. <laughs> well, that's the result, if anything. Well, yeah. 4-0, two own goals. Right. You've, got, you've got to feel sorry for, for, um, for Gus Poyer. He ducked out of, of having to play the um, the difficult games. <laughs> didn't fancy Liverpool, didn't fancy Man United. But that meant that by the time they did sign him, that he'd have no time to work with the players after an international break. Yeah. So... He should have ducked out another week. They should be announced. What they should do is they should have announced it now, just after we finish recording. <laughs> He's probably been sacked. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Give it an hour and a half. Yeah. So an own goal from Phil Bardsley, an own goal from Stephen Fletcher, a penalty from Wilfred Boney. Good day all round for Sunderland. Well, that was something. That was like um, Swansea's first penalty in like sixty-four games or something like that. Jesus Christ. That's quite a record. Uh, but yeah, it's a good win for Swansea. Put them right, yeah, right in the middle they, of the table. They needed that as well. Mm. There's some weird stat that since they won the League Cup, they've had a really, really poor run. But if they can get off quick this year, that's good for them. Um, that's all the Premier League games. Well, apart from today's game, which finished 2-0 to Tottenham, beating Aston Villa. Uh, any comments on this one, chaps? Even side that good. <laughs> Not even England legend Andros Townsend. He, was, he got man. He got man of the match because he scored a cross. <laughs> in all fairness to Townsend, every time you, he got the ball, you felt like something might happen. You didn't really get that feeling from many other players on the pitch. Something good. Yeah, or there was something. He. Yeah. No, something good. I, I, I felt that the like Greg said, the, the Aston Villa defenders were scared when he got the ball. Yeah. And, he, um, he offered a bit of width. Width which was severely lacking from both teams. And the, the, he, he's one of those players that, when he gets it, the crab comes alive because they, they generally expect something to happen. Mm. He's still Sean Whitefield, it's Mark II for me, but anyway. Oh, he's, just... no, he's so much... <laughs> no, I'm going to agree with you, Ross. <laughs> I think he's an average player going through a really good run of form and we'll see how good he really is yeah. in hey, the next few months or so. It's because he had a bad 
spell at Leeds. He scored a goal, and then he didn't want to do any hard work, so he fucked off. Yeah, well, because he's better than Leeds. <laughs> um, to be fair, Ross, I think even you would have fucked off if Neil Warnock was there. Yeah, true. Telling you what to do, are you? And I'm taking that. <laughs> exactly. He he just had that he had that spell at, at Millwall with Kenny Jacket properly developing him, and then he had to go to Warnock. Oh, he loved it. He loved showing off his Man of the Match awards he got when he was at Millwall. Oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> to wind up he was, Leeds fans. He's a he's a he's a good player, and he's only young. And uh, hopefully, there's more to come from him, in, in, uh, especially internationally. I think it's, it can only be a good thing that he's that he's doing so well at this, at this year, at young age. But it probably is at the moment just a, a really good run of form. I think there's definitely potential there to be a really good player. Mm. I agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, should we talk about some championship games? Let's. How did Millwall get on? Well, I don't say I said that quite enthusiastically, like anything good. <laughs> you did. It was. It was. It wasn't the best performance from us. Well, you held the league leaders or former league leaders. Yeah, we um yeah it's my first my first game this season. I finally had a chance to go, and um yeah it was it was definitely uh, the entertainment value was definitely there. You got um, the abuse towards Redknapp and the uh, and Barton. Although I don't, this is one thing I don't understand is why people bother even why are we bothering <laughs> trying to um upset Barton because he thrives on it. Yeah, he really it does. does. It's, it's, it's booing. I'm like, come on, guys, do something. It's <laughs> like, I want to hear um, cheering. This guy, this guy has been inside. You don't hear a few boos. I'm gonna. Yeah, and that's what my idea was. I think we should all just cheer him. It's really, really fuck him nice up. Like, what? Him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Do you know what though? Like, I reckon if Barton was a Millwall player, he would be. He, he would be loved. Why didn't James? If that was if that was your idea, why didn't you start singing? There's only one Joe Barton. (laughs) See if it caught on. (laughs) Probably would have got a a football thrown at your face. (laughs) Yeah, that was that. I'll go back to the football. So the football was quite good. Um, We never pressed them. They had so much possession, and we just, I just, we'd never ever tried to get it off them. It it was really frustrating to watch at times. Um, Then we got denied a penalty. I wouldn't say it's Stonewall, but it's definitely. Could have been a penalty. Yeah. 100% body checked in the um, penalty area. Liam Trotter. And from the counter, they went down and scored. Oh, right. um, which was quite frustrating. Uh, and then boring, boring rest of the half. And then scored equaliser early on. Then they score. Then this is where the best bit, the best bit of the game was. <laughs> so you got five minutes added, five minutes added time, uh, and about one minute in. Ball goes out of play near the dugout and into the crowd. And um, Redknapp's having a bit of a go. Like he's turned around, he's got his hands in his pockets, but he's talking to someone. He's talking to someone, but then all of a sudden you just see the ball just come out of the crowd and land straight on the top of his head. So, <laughs> uh, plonked him right on the head, which made him go a bit angry, <laughs> to say the least. Started having a go at someone, and you can just you're just watching it, and you can just see Paul Robinson run behind, grab the ball, quickly throws it back on. And uh, throws it down, and Easter look does a lovely finish to the bottom left-hand corner, which I would have put the, such a smile on Redknapp's face. So much so that he uh, skipped media proceedings afterwards. <laughs> Sent his lapdog Kevin Bond out for him. But yeah, but the entertainment value was there. It was good. It was um, it was good to see. A, it's always it's always good to see a last-minute goal, a point earned, especially against the league leaders yeah. at the time if anyone's not seen the the picture of this go to the BBC website uh, just look at the Millwall QPR match report the main picture is Redknapp with the, about to be struck in the face by a football 
Superb. He's got kind of a smile on his face as well. <laughs> it definitely didn't have it on. <laughs> Seems to be wiped off. Which I think is an improvement anyway on missiles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting somewhere now. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard as well, now don't laugh at this because this really isn't funny. Oh, we're going to laugh. Is that, is that also um, Millwall, Millwall fans were lobbing the ball back straight in the direction of the QPR dugout. Is that Harry Redknapp was apparently particularly annoyed because um, his assistant, Joe Jordan, who wears glasses, one of the balls had hit his glasses, broke his glasses, and sort of cut him in the face <laughs> from the impact of the ball. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, I had a chuckle. Joe Jordan's hard, though, isn't he? Didn't he? Ed Barkley, too, though. Yeah, should have gone Specsavers. Got a decent pair of glasses, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it wasn't even a vicious throw as well. As well, it literally just someone. Obviously, I'm sure they definitely aimed for his head. <laughs> but it was the Millwall fans just throwing the ball back into back into the so that we could carry on and try and score. Um, he's hit. You know, he's got got the best of both because he's hit Redknapp in the head, and we scored yeah. so quickly. Well, it was the weekend of the anniversary of the Leeds fan punching the goalkeeper, so it's an improvement anyway. Championship's <laughs> improving. Uh, elsewhere in the championship, Bournemouth cost me 70, uh, 60 quid for the uh, last-minute equaliser away uh, to Forest. Reading dispatched Doncaster fairly comfortably. Uh, 4-1. Derby beat Watford. Tom, did uh, Will Hughes stand out in this game? He did create the final goal. Yeah. For um, Connor Salmon. Connor Salmon scored a goal. Jesus Christ. He, he, he's a classic footballer who's not very good at football, <laughs> but would have work rate 20 on Football Manager. Yeah. You just have him in there to run for 90 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, Will Hughes, I think if, he's got to be playing in the Premiership next year with Derby or without them. Yeah, I think it more likely to be without. And with another year, with another year in the Championship this year, he's he's gonna he's one of the brightest prospects. He's not eighteen yet, is he? No, I think he's eighteen now. Oh, but just he's he, if he carries on getting better, he's, he's going to be a really good player. Is he going to make it to the end of the year? Mm, he might go in January. Yeah. Well, you'd like to think if Derby go on a nice run, they're already near enough the playoffs. If they get up into that playoffs and they're challenging, then. It's his boyhood club, I think. So mm. you hope he must to be see a, him there. He must be a forty million pound player now after the fifteen million he was in the summer. <laughs> well, he is English. <laughs> there, there was there was talk um, when Nigel Clough was there. He he did an interview sort of before the start of the season, saying, "Oh, was Will Hughes going to stay?" And um, he, I think, he valued him at about eight million pounds. That seems fairly reasonable. I mean, but he wasn't going to go anywhere yet because he hasn't got his AS results. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed out past dark unless a lot of travelling. He's got to get home for his tea. Uh, other results from this weekend in the Championship? Leicester beat Huddersfield. Keep Leicester doing well this season, up to third place, keeping the pressure on the top two. Um, Burnley now top of the table with a 1-0 away win at Ipswich. Uh, Barnsley that, beat Middlesbrough. That, that... Sorry, that is incredible, Ross. What Burnley top? Burnley being top. Mm. That that is, I had them down for being potentially relegated at the start of the season. Um, what Sean Dyche is doing there is is something amazing. Um, lethal combination of Vokes and Danny Ings up top. Well, we've seen Sam Vokes. Yeah, he's terrible. And he couldn't score. He got one in all. about ten games, I think, for Leeds. 
he was he was so so poor for Leeds, and I don't know what Sean Dyche is doing up there or what he's feeding them, but <laughs> yeah, Burnley are looking really strong. I mean, to say that they're you know ahead of QPR right now, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, Barnsley beat Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough are an odd team, aren't they? I don't think Middlesbrough are a very good team either. Surely Mowbray's got to be looking over his shoulder at the moment. Yeah, they should be challenging at the top, really. Or they around. Pushing the playoff. Yeah, they're 16th at the minute. 12 points in 12 games. That's not good. That's the same as Millwall. Millwall had an awful start to the season. So. Hey. <laughs> Um, go on in, Colin. Leeds won quite well. Only by four goals, Ross. Only by four goals. <laughs> should have been more. Could have been more. It could have been more. Um, but it it was better. It was much much better by Leeds. Um, they started out with uh, three five two, so uh, three central defenders at the back, and uh, two wing backs making up the five in midfield, and it just seemed to work. Um, let's not disguise that Birmingham were a little bit poor but <laughs> a little bit um, I just think Leeds never gave them a chance to sort of settle down and get into the game they gave us the it first was... goal with comedy goalkeeping yes <laughs> yes but I, I still think it was a good finish by Ross McCormack because he's still got to get it in there between two defenders mm. Tom, um, Tom what's your um, assessment of uh, Birmingham defender Dan Bun? Uh, Dan Byrne well, he's not. He's not a footballer, is he? <laughs> he's definitely not a he's championship defender. He's someone you've just found to make up the numbers on a Sunday morning <laughs> when you, your your two centre backs are hung over and they haven't answered their phone. <laughs> he's someone just to fill in. You hope you can do a job, and then that's a shocker, and you don't ask him to play again. <laughs> Taking off a half time for a midfielder. But one interesting point for me was, um, I think the uh, the Birmingham captain is Robinson, and uh, he's a bit of a sort of old-fashioned type player, rough and tough stuff, and he knew what he was doing, and he went in for a challenge with both head and elbow into Rudolf Austin, and uh, they both went down, but uh, Austin came away, he was sort of feeling a little bit sore, and then you saw Robinson walk away as well, sort of with a smile on his face, because he'd just just given him one, then all of a sudden realised there was blood coming out of his face. (laughs) You know, so he's attacked Rodolf Austin, but yet uh, he's the one with blood coming off him. Um, but yeah, for Leeds United, I mean, I've I've never thought that Leeds have had really bad players. It's just that they just haven't found a formation yet. And Brian McDermott's still experimenting. And this was super refreshing to see. Um, Leeds were first to every ball, lots of 50-50s. Uh, some of them a little bit nasty, but... Yeah, really good entertainment. Mm. So Michael Michael Brown made an appearance in the 90th minute, and he is the man with the best job in football. He gets paid by Leeds and by Portsmouth every week to do nothing most weeks. He actually had to get his boots on this week for a change, but pretty decent job if you can get it. Greg, Tom, you're both a front and part this weekend, were you? Yeah. How was it? We don't really need to talk about this game. <laughs> it was, it, we'll it was one then after five minutes, and then they played head tennis for the rest of it. <laughs> It was a proper game of League Two football. <laughs> Is that it? A game completely devoid of any quality. Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, a win's a win. But at least we kept a clean sheet. I mean, at the start of the season, we would have clear, we would have conceded in the last minute from nothing. Yeah. So 
it's good to see it out with a bit of luck and a bit of good goalkeeping. Only seven points off the top. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's that, really that, tight at the top of League Two. It's crazy, isn't it? That league is mental. Yeah. With, and anyone can beat anyone in that league. Yeah. Well, South considering we beat Rochdale three 0 and they looked appalling, and now they're joint now top. They're, <laughs> yeah. And you've got Morecambe, who you not many team no people would think would be up there, mm. but they're fifth. <laughs> yeah, Chesterfield, um, Rochdale, Exeter all on twenty three. Then Oxford, Fleetwood, Morecambe all on twenty two, and then Wickham, Mansfield, and Southend all on twenty. Mental. Yeah. Um, we're four points off uh, Wickham, and we've got them Tuesday night. Yeah. Poor old Lackington, yeah. though, though. Four points. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's a, I think this year could be an exciting... Uh, it's a league to watch, League 2, this year. Would you agree, Can Adam? you hear that, Adam? <laughs> Adam doesn't even listen to this bit. <laughs> All right, let's I, just, I just set a timer for five minutes. And hope, <laughs> hope when I come back you've stopped talking. <laughs> All right, well, you can do some talking now. Let's talk about some international uh, European football. Uh, let's start with uh, La Liga. Uh, right, so the, the, the first big game in La Liga was uh, Real Madrid, who managed to win their game 2-0 um, with um, a, a late Cristiano Ronaldo penalty f- sealing the, the game for them. But um, that was set up, perhaps unsurprisingly, by a, a Gareth Bale dive <laughs> to, um, to win the penalty. Player. To win the penalty, so um, so they they beat Malaga two 0 um, and then Barcelona were the, the the next. Well, there was a, Valencia then lost two two one to um Real Sociedad away, who will be playing Manchester United in the Champions League this this midweek. It's got to be worrying for Manchester United. Then um, then Barcelona had an opportunity to um to equal uh Real Madrid's. I think it was. 1968-69 record of eight straight La Liga wins right. uh, to open the league. I'm um, oh, sorry, nine straight La Liga wins it would be. They already have eight. Um, so they would have potentially been able to to break that record with uh, the Classico coming up next week. But um, they, my Osasuna watch can continue because <laughs> they, were, they were held to a 0-0 draw against Osasuna. Um, Messi came on, but still they couldn't, couldn't break them down. Is he still carrying an injury, or is he fully fit now? I think he might. I think he might be coming back now. Right. Uh, I think perhaps he would have come on anyway, maybe just to get some minutes. Mm. Perhaps ahead of whether he'll play for again in the AC Milan game at midweek. I'm not sure. But um, so yeah, that that left with the late late kickoff in Spain because they obviously like to do like a game kicking off at ten o'clock. Nothing. So, um, <laughs> um, Atletico Madrid not only had the opportunity to equal the same record, <laughs> but also go top of the league. They were away to Espanyol, and um, they managed to lose one one nil. Yeah, so, um, Actually, it's, it was a great day for Real Madrid. They're now now back in the title hunt because um, if they win the Clasico next week, they'll be level on points with Barcelona. Um, that that does mean that Atletico Madrid would have the opportunity to go top. If Real Madrid win, so um, <laughs> crazy things happening in La Liga. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'll give you a quick roundup of what's happening in uh, Italy. Um, let's start with uh, Roma. They played on uh, Saturday, Friday. Friday. Yes, sorry. They, they, had to, they had to move it because there was like, some sort of strike demonstration going on in Rome. Yeah. 
they, they decided having it full of full of people from from Naples who aren't, aren't the most well behaved wasn't a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a sensible decision actually. Uh, yeah, they beat Napoli uh, to maintain their amazing start to the season. Really, they're top uh, unbeaten this season. Just get the table up. Should be more prepared than this. Uh, eight games played plus goal difference of twenty one goals already. Uh, twenty four points. Uh, Napoli in second uh, after Juve managed to uh, lose to Fiorentina after being 2-0 up. Just quickly with the um, with the Roma game, that um, it has been a fantastic start for them. They they actually lost their entire front line and two of probably their two most impressive players so far this season. Totti and Jovino both went off injured in that game, so that makes the result even more impressive. Unbelievable that Jovino's doing what he's doing. Well, he's playing under the same coach that he used to play under... When he was so impressive at Lille. Yeah. Yeah, he's loving it now. Loving life in Italy. Uh, but yeah, Juventus lost after being 2-0 up. Uh, a second half hat-trick from uh, Giuseppe Rossi for Fiorentina. Keeps them relatively in the title race. I mean, they're nine points off Roma, but it's going to be tough for anyone to catch them this season. I mean, I, I, I saw some of this game as well, the, f- main, the first half, and I thought that, that they were, Fiorentina were dead and buried and it looked like they really were missing Mario Gomez as a, a reference point up front. Mm. Um, Giuseppe Rossi was, was dropping back and trying to get the ball, but no one was willing to run past him. So I, I don't know how the how things changed in the second half, but they obviously changed a lot for the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever they did, it worked. Um, surprise package, Verona are up into fourth place and they were to beat Palmer 3-2 this weekend. Um, I don't think anyone really expected them to be there. And into Milan, uh, sixth Currently, and AC Milan, eighth. Uh, Inter are currently playing Torino. They've had their goalkeeper sent off. It's one all at half time, so uh, you'll be able to figure out what the final score was when you hear this podcast. Uh, Colin, what's happened north of the border? Well, hold on to your underpants, because this weekend in Scotland was was incredible. It was less, <laughs> it was less like Scotland and more like Shockland. <laughs> First of all, Celtic... <laughs> didn't win they, they only managed a 1-1 draw at Hibs though you could though you who's could... that a shock who's that a shock for though Colin because <laughs> Hibs well, I happen to know know a certain pundit who called that <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, I did sort of have a feeling that uh, Celtic weren't going to give it their all um, especially with a must win game on Tuesday against Ajax in the Champions League they've got to win that so you say um, the only reason they lost it is because they threw the game. Do we need, <laughs> do we need to be calling Interpol? <laughs> no, not really. Um, it's only Scotland. I, I think that uh, one to one thousand shots Celtic. So yes, that's put a thousand pounds on. You win a quid, uh, Celtic. They don't need to win all their games. Um, so they they can keep players fresh. Players were were never going to go into fifty fifties and things like that in this game. Um, with Ajax around a corner, so um, it wasn't a surprise to me. Um, and do you know what? I was actually, if some, I would have never bet on the Celtic Hibs game. But if someone had put a gun to my head and said you had to give a score, I, I would have, or a result, I'd have gone for the draw, which was seven to two, and that's how it turned out. Uh, but I'd have never had the bottle to do that. Um, I wish I had, uh, because uh, one of my Scott Exchange bets let me down. So uh, that didn't work too well. Live and learn. Um, Yes, but the shocks don't end there. Um, with Celtic tripping up, that gave Inverness Cali Thistle 
the perfect opportunity to catch Celtic at the top of the table. But there was yet another shock in the Battle of the Thistles, as 3,154 people watched Partick Thistle give Inverness Cali Thistle a surprising 2-1 beating. But there was more. No one saw this one coming. St Mirren gave St Johnston an amazing 4-3 going over. Now, this is a real turnaround for St Mirren, um, who are now finding a bit of good form, which is great news, since their previous form was to consistently lose every match. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely an improvement, then. Yeah. Um, Now, by this point, you may be saying, enough jock shocks already. (laughs) But get ready for a Kilmarnock shock. Kilmarnock came into this weekend on three points so far this season, but managed to double their total with to six points with a 2-0. Yes, that's a 2-0 win against Ross County. So this leaves Celtic on the top of the table, but with Inverness and Motherwell in close pursuit. Uh, unfortunately for Hearts, they still remain rooted to the bottom of the table on minus seven points. So, with all those shocks this weekend, Ross, I'll hand back to you now, and uh, I'll have a little bit of a lie down. Thanks, I'm just recovering from that indeed, yes. Shock uh, indeed. After jock shock, Colin, how long did you spend trying to work to see if you could get a, another pun for a Kilmarnock? <laughs> I, I didn't want to use shock too many times. I think I already <laughs> did, but... Uh... Well, what about the... I suppose it wasn't a shock in the end, but are we even going to dignify Rangers with a mention? Well, well, if we want to dip into to Division 1, then we can. Um, yeah, they were 2-0 down early days. Um, it then turned to 3-1. Um, but Rangers managed to come back 4-3 uh, late on in the game, uh, which again was one of my recommendations, a Rangers win, that is, in the Scott Exchange, which luckily came through. Um, but yeah, massive turnaround for Rangers there in that game. Did you make any profit in the Scottish Exchange this week? Because you had two single bets, didn't you? I had two single bets. I didn't want to go into accumulator because I had sort of nagging doubts. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. But if you have nagging doubts, maybe you shouldn't put the bets on. Um, my Rangers bet came in. Uh, so I made £2 profit on a £10 bet. Um, I also bet on East Stirlingshire to beat Queen's Park. And everything was going fine. Uh, East Sterling Sherwood one nil up. Um, I was ready to get seven, eight pounds profit on that one. And then in the 90th minute, boom, there you go. Uh, a goal for Queen's Park. And uh, that puts me out of pocket. So the Scott Exchange this week is somewhere in the region of about eight pounds down. Oh, oh well. Better on this time. Yep. Okay, Greg, Germany. Uh, uh, well, in Germany... The four sides you'd expect to win, they won. <laughs> Shock. Um, Bayern stayed top with a 4-1 win over Mainz. They came from behind there. Uh, British Dortmund won 1-0 at home to Hanover. Marco Royce scoring a penalty after four minutes. Um, on Friday night, Bayer Lu- uh, Bayern Leverkusen went to Hoffenheim and went 1-2-1. Uh, Sydney Sam and Stefan Kiesling with the goals. And to round it off, in fourth place there is Schalke, and they won a 3-2 in the last minute. But I've lost that. Oh, no, here it is. Against Eintracht, Brunschweig, who are bottom of the league, they needed a 90th-minute winner to win 3-2 there. <laughs> uh, there. They make up the four of the top five. Hertha Berlin are the other side in there, who are fourth. 
and they won one 0 at home to Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's not bad for them. They, I think they were promoted last season, weren't they? Yes. And the bottom three are Nuremberg, Freiburg, and Eintracht Brunswick. Excellent. Thank you. So, but the that's not you've got it wrong there, Greg. <laughs> what? Well, because Bayer Leverkusen haven't won. The ghost goal. Yeah, that game. That, that game might might be getting replayed. <laughs> Which goal? I I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Is that the so. goal that went through the side netting? Yeah. Which goal was it? Was it? It, it was the um, Bayer Leverkusen second. Oh, the Stefan Kiesen goal. Yeah. So um, he has. It goes well wide the post, but you can on a lot of of looking back at it, you can see that there's clearly a, a single tear in the net, and um. The balls managed to go through it, and so it look it's very clearly gone gone wide, but it ends up in the back of the net. <laughs> and then you know how sometimes when the ball goes in and then it comes out the side, mm. it comes back out the the um the net, and then like a player runs in and just smashes it into the roof of the net. That happens. It looked um, like an optical illusion. It looked <laughs> like an Escher painting. <laughs> it looked like Dynamo had been involved in it somehow. Yeah. Is it really? Are they really thinking of replaying it? Yeah, because well, because it's not the, the thing is that the is a technical error by a referee. Yeah, is it? They should have checked the nets, and without the nets being correct, the game sh- shouldn't have been played. <laughs> no, it's, that, it's yeah, not. So it's, it's not a technical error by, by the rest, but it happens. It does happen. Well, not a lot, but it does. It has happened before. Yeah, it's happened in championship before, isn't it? Yeah, it happened in uh, Watford. Well, no, no. There's a there's a difference there's between. Reading. That's an, error, that's an error of judgment where oh, yeah, he judged suppose, the ball yeah. to have crossed the line. Whereas this is a technical error in terms of like oh, setting out of how of the parameters of the game. Mm. And that's that why there's, there's precedent of of technical errors resulting in games being replayed. There is no error in judgment in... Um, there's no precedent for errors of judgment being replayed. I, I've seen the brilliant, the best one I've seen is, is was the Bristol City scoring a... Uh, no, Palace scoring against Bristol City mm. and it when it hit the bar at the back of the net which holds the netting down and came flying straight back out <laughs> and uh, didn't get given. <laughs> the worst part I thought about this one was we talked about the, the Cardiff goalkeeper but the, the goalkeeper in this game didn't seem to, there was no sort of fierce remonstration and the ball didn't go in <laughs> and he's clearly not been beaten at his near post so how he got to that state I don't know but I, you'd have felt that they should have been saying a little bit more about it. Um, there looked to be a lot of confusion, and the the some of the Leverkusen players didn't cover themselves in glory because he clearly knew that he'd headed the ball about two yards wide. Mm. Um, wasn't willing to put his hand up and go, oh, "That wasn't in." No, you've got to take the goal. If, if it's, if it's, ref says you've got a goal, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep quiet. I'll celebrate. I'd, I'd over-exaggerate <laughs> celebrations big time. I'd, I'd celebrate right in front of the West Ham fans if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and James, what happened in France this weekend? Dijon. <laughs> um, Paris Saint-Germain got a comfortable 4-0 win, find themselves top of the table with uh, 24 wins. Um, Roman Abramovich scoring twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of them was a... Two beautiful goals in that game. The the backheeled over the shoulder volley from Zlatan is just ridiculous. But Cavani's is perhaps better. Anything Wilshire can do. 
Cavani's Cavani does just this fantastic dribble down down the left and scores from such an acute angle. It, it's just mugging everyone off. <laughs> uh, on Friday, Friday night, nice beat Marseille one nil. Um, and they find themselves. Where are you, nice? Six. Yeah. They find themselves six. Um, other standout results at the top of the table were Monaco, who are who are second. They they drew they they drew two all with social away. Social. Sushu. Sushu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saint Etienne also beat Leighton Orient three two. <laughs> Who find themselves who find themselves at the bottom? Well, not well, close to the bottom on a in eighteenth, so seven points. Yeah, they're doing better in England, aren't they, than they are in France? <laughs> yeah, <What> about travelling. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the uh, standout results, I'd say. Um, yeah, PSG and Monaco at the top. Lille, Mont- beat Montpellier one 0 find themselves third. So the three big teams, pretty much. Yeah, three big teams, three wins. Well, no, Monaco drew so. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Tom, yeah. where are we going with you this week? Uh, we're going to Australia. Oh, wow. A bit of A League action. Yeah, and another stupid league format. <laughs> first, of all, they, first of all, they don't call their, te- their league table a table, they call it a ladder, what? which annoys me instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wrong. Fine. Yeah, but it's not a ladder. Not a ladder, is it? It's a league that doesn't have promotions or relegations for a start, so there's not a lot of up and down, which <laughs> ladders do. Uh, yeah, it's it's a league of ten teams. Seasons only just started. There's been two two games so far. Yeah, uh, there's ten teams in it, and the most ridiculous thing about this is that you can finish sixth and still win the league. What? Is this ten teams. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the uh, the Dutch playoff system from a few weeks uh, back? All too it's well. Similar to that. The team that finishes top, uh, they play each other three times, so it's 27 games. Right. Which is odd as well. It's yeah, a strange number to have. Yeah. There's nothing going right so far. Where's the, uh, the, team, where's the team that finishes play? top are known as the Premiers. <laughs> and then the uh, top six go into the uh, final series. And eventually, that's contested the A League Grand Final, and the team that wins that, after several legs of semi-finals and preliminary finals and an elimination rounds or some stupid thing, they are they are eventually the A League champions. Uh, last season, Western Sydney Wanderers, <laughs> in their first ever A League season, managed to finish top. Uh, they didn't win it though, because of the league. <laughs> Managed by Tony Popovich. Oh, wow. I just want to call you up on a technical (laughs) area. It's not a league, it's a ladder. Oh, sorry. Sorry. They uh, finished top of the ladder. (laughs) That sounds um, wrong. Were unable to win win the ladder? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they didn't win the ladder. Does the space look like a ladder? I should do, but it's not. No, oh, <laughs> disappointing. But why is our, why do we call it table? Uh, well, because it's actually a table. Well, tables it? just tables are just there. You know, just like you rest your things, so basically we just rest our teams. Let's not go into the arbitrary table. words we use for league, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> but there's but, a yeah, distinct it's... difference. But this isn't a ladder because 
wherever you play a ladder in some uh, and for sort of sport, you can normally challenge people. It's normally for single people, single person mm. gamers, and you can challenge people maybe a certain positions above you. And if you beat them, you swap round. Yeah. If that's how this works, then they've totally changed the rules for how <laughs> football works in general. Anyway, yeah, the first two uh, rounds of league games, the uh, both both champions of the ladder from last season, uh, the premiers and the actual champions, have uh, both drawn their first two games. Uh, Brisbane Raw, uh, led by uh, Premier League legend Liam Miller, <laughs> are the only team with a hundred percent record. Well, the big, the big season opia, the big Melbourne derby of Melbourne victory versus Melbourne Heart, who are managed by John Aloisi and possess such talents as Harry Kuehl, Michael Mifsud and Patrick Kisnorbo. Wow. Oh, Finish nil-nil. One leads left in there. <laughs> so, a big season opia. <laughs> uh, um, a, a, Del, a Del Piero-inspired Sydney FC. I was about to say, does Del Piero still play? It makes me yeah. sad that he's playing in Australia. But and, it was quite nice when he went there because he went, he just went he got all these offers from some big clubs. He just went, well, I promised them. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. It's the only word, team right? that hasn't scored this season are the Newcastle Jets, who are joint bottom of the league, and that's not really surprising when their team contains attacking options of Emil Heskey and Michael Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Premier League legends. Another Premier League legend. There's Brett Emerton playing for Sydney FC. <laughs> Uh, Paul Eiffel playing for Wellington FC. Jesus Christ. Wellington FC Your also Eiffel. have a uh, player called Kenny Cunningham. That's but not... It, it's not Kenny Cunningham. Ah, oh, Wimbledon. Yeah, it's it's a Costa Rican striker. Oh, Kenny Cunningham. It'd be about 50. Kenny Cunningham. Not a very Costa Rican <laughs> sounding name. They can't have... There can't be a lot of money spent about this league because they can't even get Tim Cahill to go and play there. <laughs> He'd rather go to New York Red Bulls. Mm. Oh, he's annoying. I had to unfollow him on Twitter. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid tweets about his stupid kid. And, it, and his star signs. <laughs> his star I don't care. Signs. I don't like, care. Quote, re- what's that quote replies to everyone. <laughs> is that Australia done, Tom? I don't care. Stupid, stupid it is dance. with Newcastle Jets falling off the ladder. <laughs> 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 and... Brisbane Roar at the top, cleaning windows. <laughs> Excellent, thank you very much. Uh, right, let's move on to some betting corner. Uh, we didn't have any winners last week. Uh, Colin got the closest, I think, uh, let down by Barcelona, surprisingly, of all teams. <coughs> uh, so the table currently stands Ooh. as Greg top, minus 20. James in second place, minus 27. Colin in third and minus 41. I'm in fourth on minus 60. Tom's in fifth on minus 73. And Adam, bottom of the pile with minus 110. Uh, we'll start from the top this week. So, Greg, what you got? I've gone for a, um, a treble next weekend. I've got Millwall to, um, look, Reading to beat Millwall. God, as if I'd have Millwall to win. <laughs> um, Reading to beat Millwall. I've got Sheffield United to beat Crew, And I've got Morecambe to beat Accrington Stanley. £10 returns £45, 7 pence. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, James, what about you? Um, for me, I'm going to do two draws. Not, um, the Leeds game, Leeds and Huddersfield, I expect to be a draw. Yeah. And the Burnley game as well, to be a draw. 
Ten pound returns, one hundred eight pounds and ninety pence. It's a big old. Uh, or if you go and buy Tom's logic, the Leeds game will be a draw because it's a derby game. Yep. Well, and Melbourne victory event, Harvey's... Melbourne Heart was so. <laughs> biggest of them all. <laughs> I was about to say that two, there were two derbies this week that were two two draws: Millwall, QPR, and Newcastle. Newcastle, Liverpool. Then I just remembered it's not actually a derby; it's just the two people at work. It's the two people at work who support them. Just, just the opposite sides of the. Sort country. of like a looks like a work derby, basically. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Colin. What have you got for us? Well, I've gone for uh, a four-match accumulator this week. Um, I'm not particularly confident about this, but that might not be a bad thing because I was uber confident about my bets for the last three weeks and they all fell flat on their face. <laughs> so um, a slight change of tack, a little bit of uh, English, a little bit of Scottish. Um, in the Premier League, I've gone for Arsenal to beat Crystal Palace. Manchester United, I think they're going to turn it around. They're going to start playing and they're going to beat Stoke. In the Scottish Premiership, I've gone for Celtic to beat Partick Thistle. And in Scottish League One, Rangers to be East Fife. £10 returns £29.40. Thank you very much. Uh, I have gone for Champions League wins for Atletico Madrid, Barcelona and Chelsea this week. Uh, £10 returns £55, uh, £50, sorry, as they're all away from home. Uh, Tom, what you got? Well, I can already tell mine's not going to come in this week <laughs> because I did a little bit of research on it. Oh, so. Yeah. Mine's the uh, Champions League uh, double for Wednesday. It's uh, Paris Saint-Germain, away and elect, minus one in the handicap. They've uh, won by three goals in their first two games, and Anderlecht haven't even scored a goal yet. <laughs> no, no. Then. And that, that's, that's available at six to five as well, which seems might be like easy money. On its own, yeah. And, but that's in a double with uh, Olympiacos to score away at Benfica, who have uh, they scored a hat-trick against uh, Anderlecht. In the last game, I can't remember who it was. Some Greek guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that double £10 will return £32. Excellent, thank you. And Adam, what have you got for us? I've gone for uh, games in the Champions League, all of mine. I've gone for Arsenal to beat Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, Atletico Madrid to beat Austria Vienna. And Napoli to win away at Marseille. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain to win away at Andelect and Benfica to beat Olympiacos. My- Returns £188.18. Blimey. Were you let down by one team last week? Uh, I've lost. I, I tend not to look anymore after one of them. <laughs> if I find out one of them's let me down, I just let it go. <laughs> it's too much pain. It is. All right, it's, uh, it's time for ballers. There once was a man called Greg Dyke who rode an incredible bike. The faster he pedaled, the more that he meddled. And his FA Commission report will inevitably be a load of old shite. Let's play ballers. Football's biggest conversation. Welcomes football's biggest quiz. It's ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the super showdown. In the Super Showdown, the Man on the Post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say ballers. It's showtime. Let's play ballers. So, usual format. We start, as always, with the rapid fire round. We're going to start with Tom this week, so we're going to go... <laughs> Fuck off, half gonna... of that. 
we're going to go Tom, James, Greg, then Adam, and then come continue in that format. As always, we will have uh, three minutes on the clock. Ross, do we have three minutes on the stopwatch? Uh, yes, three minutes on the clock. And for every two correct answers you get, uh, you'll get one live this week. If we get an odd number of correct answers, do we get half a life? Um, me and Colin will decide that at the end. Round it up, I say. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so a little bit different, but uh, for now, let's just concentrate on the rapid-fire round. So the first question is going to go to you, Tom. And the clock will start as soon as I've asked the first question. So here goes then, Tom. Which current football league club spent the most time in the English top flight league? Is it Bolton, Leeds or Burnley? Leeds. Wrong, it's Bolton. James. Which team has the highest average attendance? Spanish Segunda Division's Barcelona B or League Two's Plymouth Argyle? Barcelona B, probably. No, Plymouth Argyle. (laughs) Greg, which player has scored more goals as a substitute in the Premier League? Jermaine Defoe, Skolshar or Carnu? Defoe. Correct, 21 goals off the bench. Adam. Who was Sir Alex Ferguson's most used Premier League substitute? Was it Giggs, Skulls or Forlan? Forlan. No, it was Giggs, 104 times. Tom, who is the lowest scoring Premier League forward to have played over 50 Premier League games? Is it Daryl Murphy or Alan Smith? Daryl Murphy. Correct. James, since 2006, how many perfect hat-tricks, one with the head, one with the left, one with the right, have been scored in the Premier League? Is it 12 or 20? I'm going to go 20. Wrong, it's 12. You can get a bonus point if you tell me the last player to do a perfect hat-trick. In the no Premier idea, pass. Greg, <laughs> name two of the four goalkeepers to have scored Premier League goals. Paul Robinson, yep. Peach Michael. Correct. Adam, who has hit the most Premier League hat-tricks? Is it Alan Shearer, Ruud van Nistelrooy or Wayne Rooney? Alan Shearer. It is Alan Shearer. James, who is the champ... I've gone out of order, bollocks. Never mind. James, who is the championship's current (laughs) top goalscorer? Oh, it's... Close for Huddersfield. Right, Jordan Rhodes. No, correct. he doesn't play for Huddersfield. Well, he did. He's yes. correct, though, yeah. <laughs> Greg, how many goals did QPR concede last season? 50, 60, 70 or 80? 70. 60. Adam. Yeah. Which team promoted to <laughs> the Premier League last season currently sits in the highest position in the Premier League? Oh. Hold, yes, correct. Tom, of the four clubs Kevin Blackwell has managed, how many have sacked him? Four. No, it's three. He left Sheffield United by mutual consent. He would have been sacked. Apparently. James, which championship club has the biggest stadium capacity? Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds United or Middlesbrough? Uh, Wednesday. Correct. Greg, 
Okay, we've got as much time as we want on this question. You can Greg. Add an extra question as well because you missed out the order. So. Yep. <laughs> Greg, since Division 1 became the championship in 2004, how many of the top scorers in the championship have not been English? Is it 1, 3, or 5? Uh, 3. It's 1, which was Marlon King. So here goes, Tom, a little bit of an extra bonus. I'll get it wrong anyway. Of the players to score over 100 Premier League goals, who has had the best goals-to-game ratio? Thierry Henry, Alan Shearer, or Dwight York? Uh, um, I have to say Henry. You're absolutely right to go Thierry Henry. Uh, he got 175 goals in 258 games. That's not bad. Okay, so you answered uh, 16 questions, and you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of them right. That's worked out well. So that's four lives. Okay. Ross, do you think that we should give the team a chance to, to gain a bonus life for the Super Showdown? Hmm. Yeah, go on then. Okay, so how about we have a bonus round? So... Now, I'm not sure about you, but occasionally I bump into people in the street and they say to me, hey, Colin, it's a great podcast. I love Man on the Post, but, but one thing I do miss is the occasional music question. Uh. <laughs> and so, so to you guys, I'd like to say, shall we party like it's a 2012 season and have a music question? I've done so yeah. hard to try make, make the format of this quiz keep it my brow. <laughs> so hard. And you hand it over to these. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Okay. So, with the recent World Cup qualifiers, a lot of references have been given to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Uh, Rio, of course, is the home of the Maracanã Stadium, the, the home of the magnificent Christ the Redeemer statue, and also the title of one of Duran Duran's biggest hits. Now, now, this tune is going to be played so many times in the TV coverage of the 2014 World Cup. And I think that some of our listeners out there would uh, quite like a quick rendition of how the song Rio by Duran Duran goes. Now, forget that the song Rio isn't actually about anything to do with Brazil. It's about, like, I think it's a road in North America or something like that that goes to Mexico. I've got the wrong song. <laughs> um, so... What I'd like to ask is if you're willing to get a bonus life, would, would someone like to volunteer to to give us a rendition of the a verse, if you like, of Duran Duran's famous hit Rio? I think it's only fair that whoever got the least questions right takes this one for the team. <laughs> Alright, let me have a look. If this is me, I'm gonna be furious. I'll sing it for you. Take one for I've, put, I've I'll, put the words in the for... chat as well. Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand Just like that river twists across the dusty land And when she shines she really shows all she can Oh Rio, Rio, dancing across the Rio Grande I put my glasses on You have a point for that Her name is... <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't want to start <laughs> <laughs> That's an extra point for me, Colin. So I think that leaves you guys with five 
lives to enter the Super Showdown. Yes. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> you had to con- contribute something in this series. Says you, have got the same. <laughs> <laughs> After last week, you're now above Greg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you've probably uh, recognised already, this uh, Super Showdown format is going to be a little bit different this time round. Now, it's related to uh, the World Cup in 2014. Um, 18 nations have already secured their place at the 2014 World Cup Finals. Now, what I want you to do as a team is name all of them. Now, you have got five bonus lives, so you can get five answers wrong. Okay, so five nations wrong. Okay, now what I want you to do, though, is to... We're going to go through it alphabetically, so... Adam, you're going to go first. You're going to give me a team. Then Tom, then James, then Greg. Okay? Now, you've got to work as a team. So if one of you knows perhaps an obscure team, you might want to throw that in there to help out your teammates. Okay. So we're going to go alphabetically. We're going to start with Adam. Okay? And uh, I'm going to want you to give me uh, a nation each, and we'll go through until, hopefully, you've got all 18. Okay, so here goes then. So Adam, name me one of the 18 nations that have secured their place for 2014 World Cup? Iran. Correct. Oh, that was my one. <laughs> it, we're a team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, if we're going alphabetically, Adam will go to James, and then we'll go to Greg, and then we'll go to Tom. So, no, James... That's not how the alphabet works. <laughs> Well, the alphabet is on your questions list. It's not. It's not in the right order. It's mate. reverse order. <laughs> well, it didn't work during the actual quiz. So <laughs> just go to Greg next. If we need to... Greg, <laughs> yeah. give me a nation. Australia. Correct, James. <laughs> me, me. Um, Brazil. Correct. Tom? This could be an early gamble, but has South Korea qualified? They have covered, They have qualified, yeah. Uh, back to you, Adam. Japan. Japan have qualified. That's all of Asia done. Greg? United States of America. Correct. USA. James? Colombia. Colombia, yeah. Tom? Belgium. Belgium, indeed. Adam? Italy. Italy, correct. Greg? Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina? <laughs> Bosnia, it counts. Uh, James? Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, indeed. Good shout. Tom? England. <laughs> England. <laughs> England. Tom starts Tom. I'm struggling. Then. <laughs> I've got three more. <laughs> Adam, country I'm in. Argentina. Indeed, Argentina. We're looking now for the remaining five. Greg. Uh, current world champion Spain. <laughs> yeah, they're in there. Very safe bet. James. Have we said Holland yet? Holland. Yeah, we said them. No, we haven't. But that's right. We have now. Tom. Germany. Correct, Germany. Two left. Germany. 
Adam. Chili. It's not chili. That's a life oh, loss. Oh. You're on four lives remaining. So, Greg. Oh. Um. There must be another one in a thingy. That place, South America. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, I think I've got it now. I think he's good. Um. <laughs> Uh, I need a map. Um, oh, I'll take a. This could be a gamble. Um, I'm gonna go Mexico. It's not Mexico. They've got a playoff. Yeah. Oh, you've gone down to three lives remaining. It's New Zealand. Poor New Zealand. Oh, good job I didn't say New Zealand. <laughs> James, James, we're looking of uh, for for one of two remaining nations. Oh, we haven't which, done Africa, have we, really? <laughs> no, no one in Africa has qualified that, yet. Yeah, they're still going. Probably not. Uh. Which uh, European teams have we had? Have we had them all? You've had Belgium, Bosnia, England, Germany, Holland, Italy, Spain, Switzerland. Is that all of them? So there's got to be one more, then. There is. Uh, I think I've got uh, the one. Europe. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got ah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hosts of the 2018 World Cup. No. Yeah, we said Russia. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought you meant... I'm sorry. I thought Did he was going past. Ah. I thought he was going to say Brazil. Russia? It is Russia. Well, that's a, not 2014. <laughs> yeah. 2014's in Brazil. <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so you've got three lives left to find the one remaining country. Uh, so now we move on to Tom. Well, I think that's all of Europe and yeah, Asia. It must be South America, and the only team I can think, I think, because Uruguay finished fifth, I think, so they have to have a playoff. So did Ecuador finish fourth and qualify? Ecuador haven't qualified. Oh, bollocks. So we're down to two lives. But you're in the right area. It's the North, Central America and Caribbean zone. So, Adam, over to you. Um, who else plays in that? Costa Rica... It's very good to ask it hard because obviously Australia play in Asia. Yeah, yeah that doesn't seem fair, does it? You <laughs> can't just make it up. <laughs> play where you want. Northern Ireland should go and play in Oceania. Have we said Costa Rica? No. No, we haven't. Is it Costa Rica? It is Costa Rica. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Is that it? That's it. Have you got them all? So, so we have we have all the qualified teams. So we've got um, Belgium, Bosnia, England, Germany, Holland, Italy, Russia, Spain, Switzerland make up the European contingent. USA and Costa Rica, uh, Australia, Iran, Japan, and South Korea are also going to be there. 
as are obviously Brazil and Colombia and Argentina. Hang on. Didn't Ecuador qualify already? I think Tom was right. Didn't they finish oh, fourth? Okay. And then Chile as well. Chile has <laughs> finished third in there. Qualified. I lost the life for Chile. Colin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Right. Hey, I, I just oh, got a print out from the ITV website. Wikipedia website. this shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ITV and Honduras in there. You're reading the uh, the mid, <laughs> midday sports midday.com sports website. I just went on FIFA and qualifier and World Cup 2014 qualification. Twenty one sides have qualified. That one there. I'm going to take the one from the the, the independent and that's reputable. Sauce. Congratulations to the team. You've won this week's ballers. <laughs> Join us same time, same place next week. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I'm distancing myself from this. I have nothing to do with that question. <laughs> you are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, so, with the end of this week's ballers, uh, that was in no way controversial, um, we'll bring an end to this week's podcast. Uh, all it leaves for me to say is make sure you go over to iTunes and rate and review us. And while you're on iTunes, check out some of these following podcasts. His and Hers Movie Reviews, Ring the Bell, The Wrestling Podcast, Ready Player 2, a video weekly video game show, uh, Red Wine Gamers, and The Geek Show. Um, anyone got anything they'd like to plug? Anything they're doing this week? Yeah, just one thing from me is that uh, time is still available to vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards. You sure? GMT time? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, <laughs> Colin, the clocks go back next Sunday. Are you going to be okay to record? Don't, don't you worry, I'll be here at half past ten in the evening, I'll be fine. Um, um, yeah, go to footballbloggingawards.co.uk, there's various different ways to vote via Twitter, Facebook, a number of other sort of sports websites as well. Uh, it'd be absolutely fantastic if you like what we do, uh, maybe not ballers, but if you like what we do, um, then give us a vote for the uh, best podcast category, uh, and that would be uh, much appreciated. Yes, please do. Uh, so I think that's all from us so it's goodbye from Greg see you later goodbye from James bye goodbye from Tom bye goodbye from Adam bye goodbye from Colin Good night. and it's goodbye from me and always remember to keep your man on the post document open make it sound like the doomsday book <laughs> these are ridiculously easy questions you've got 16 this week if you don't get at least 10 of them right I'm going to be very disappointed James <laughs> hey don't take a minute over right. question what if it? What, you don't know what, it's what, past yeah. what, think of it like the weakest um, link what did I get wrong last week that was stupid um you narrowed oh, it down the, to just one question. The Bobby Charlton one. You said Kevin Keegan. Oh, more, yeah. more caps. <laughs> Bobby Charlton. <laughs>
I just heard, I just heard choose Bobby Keegan. Bobby Keegan? <laughs> Fucking hell. Let's crack on. What a player in me. <laughs> what a haircut you might have. <laughs> you, if you, did you decide which intro you're going to give us as well? Yeah, we're going to start with a poem. Oh, God. Everyone brace yourselves. Or is it shit? <laughs> no. It's uh, the opposite. All right. Well, it is a poem. <laughs> There once was a man called Greg Dyke, who rode an incredible bike. The faster he pedalled, the more that he meddled, and his FA Commission report will inevitably be a load of old shite. Let's play ballers. <laughs> <coughs> I received that at three o'clock this morning. I what... <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to know what the other one was. No, you really don't. No, you really don't. I, I really do. <laughs> I'll, I'll forward it on to you. <laughs> put it in the chat for us right. is it written uh, that I was going to say <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll put it the stuff you must receive us after you've just got me sending you <laughs> really bad song parody I know right I'm going to put it into the chat now um, alright let's do borders <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yes we do they are on the clock and we will also be giving you two lives per correct answer this week Okay, I thought it was two correct answers gives you one life. No. <laughs> Lies. That's, that's not going to work, Ross. Isn't it? <laughs> no, because if they get ten right, they've got twenty lives. Yeah, but... All right. <laughs> it's only eighteen to go through. All right, so two, two correct two, answers. Two, two points equals one life. Right, okay, let me do that bit again then. <laughs> Or, or is that that's not too that's not too much, is it? No, nah, that's fine. Why, why have we got lives? What's the lives? You'll find out. You'll find out. It's a mystery. Why are dying? <laughs> it's a mystery. You'll find out in a bit. All right, let me do a bit. Yeah. I need a life. <laughs> well, you got possibility to win a few here, James. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? So just to clear up, you asked us for eighteen teams, yep. and gave us five lives. On one version, you could say we gave you 18 and lost two lives. However, we actually gave you 20 and lost none. Yeah. <laughs> so we, didn't get, we didn't get Honduras at any point. <laughs> no, no, but we were already asked for 18. Yeah, you'd already got 18. Yeah. And we lost two lives for answers that were correct. Yeah. And I generally was sat here doubting myself. I didn't think... <laughs> I thought Chile qualified. I, I, and I was sure I could all finish fourth. I was starting to wonder if I, like gone four years in a different World Cup or something. So so what I've done is, right, I've took a screen dump of ITV after the England game that goes to all the qualified teams. How much after the England I, game was this? It was after the England game. As it finished. No, As in, straight after. Yeah, well, there you go. There's your problem. <laughs> Colin's been undone by time. <laughs> Time. The fact that all, all, all games didn't kick off at 8 o'clock GMT is the problem you've got here. You must have only been hours out as well because it says that they qualified on the same day as England. This newfangled time thing. Well, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but we won't be doing that again. Are <laughs> you making mistakes in the answers to the quiz questions? I think we might. Yeah, one off. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you dealt with it like a professional, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> think about the entertainment, not not the not not the not the quality. Christmas show sound even better. <coughs> right. Yeah. So, sorry about that, guys. I just thought it was the uh, that was done and dusted as soon as the games were finished. Right. After the England match. Uh, let's move on. England are the only side that matter. Yeah, they qualified. That's it. 